Alright, here I got you, hold up. <clears throat> Welcome to the second season of Your Favorite Characters Sucks, a show where we each argue for our favorite characters in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. <laughs> is that is that roughly what we're doing here? Oh, we all have to put on that voice? It's hilarious. Welcome no, to the second it. season of Your Favorite Character Sucks, a show where each of us argue for our favorite character in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. Alright, Matt, your, your turn. Now, legitimately though, why are we doing this? Because we already do have an intro for season one. Yeah, well, just just do it. Just right, read it. I'm gonna go for a little different approach here. <clears throat> who is the best aesthetic and story? Who makes the most sense? And who do we want to hang out with the most? <laughs> At the end of each episode, we crown one character the best character, who will then go on to compete in our best, best of the best, 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 finale. best finale. On today's episode, Nana, Nana, Nana. No, 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 no. Batman. We just got them a state. Oh, God. It's its own city state. Yeah, right. It's its own I, city state? Well, yeah. holy shit. I know Actually, that in the third yeah. movie, they have the, aren't the Knights, like the football team, Gotham Knights or something like that? Or is it, what is it? I mean, that's what uh, Yes, I believe so. Jesus them. Christ. Yeah. Well, we could talk about the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, I think we'll that's... get there. Um, first, wait. Let's what do you say... mean we'll get there? Are we circling around well, to it? Well, we got to start the the podcast. Let's circle so, the drain um, a little bit more. Yeah. So um, we're here uh, on uh, March, or as well, we we're call not it. really here. Yeah, we're not was, really here. So I was gonna say, oh, okay. Bra- <laughs> Brandon and Matt are not here because uh, uh-huh. coronavirus. They call it March Madness. If you've heard, if, if you're in the future and yeah. listening to this, and you've heard of March Madness, it's because of coronavirus. Yeah, and, uh, they've the, always always called March Madness. Yeah, March Madness because every year yeah, coronavirus every year. hits uh, off. Uh-huh. If you're in the future, that's definitely true. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is uh, going nowhere. Yeah. Um, so we're here. Uh, we're not here because of coronavirus, but we're here to talk about Batman, Batman universe, characters in the Batman universe. Um, and, uh, I mean, we should just get started, I think. Well, let me tell you where I'm at. I'm in the Batcave right now. I'll post some pictures on the Instagram, but uh, Dan's place got some, some Batman art, yeah. some, uh, some Simpsons art, yeah. Star Trek. I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing my Batman boxers that I purchased from Target, Ooh. so I'm, I'm in the spirit. I'm wearing I, a Batman shirt at the moment. I one time had okay. a friend come to my apartment, and he said, it doesn't look like a girl has ever come into this place. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Jesus. Which I, mean, I thought was kind of sexist. Oh, it's sexist, yeah, because there are girls who love uh, who love uh, Batman, I'm sure. Who love Batman specifically? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think I kind of just love everything, I mean. Yeah, it's know? true. Uh, yeah, Matt worked at a comic book store. He worked at oh, cool. DNA yeah, Comics. He's probably way more up to date on everything uh, than I'm, I am. I'm a much bigger loser, I assure you. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. So, uh, we've we've decided that we have the right people to talk about Batman. Um and uh, so here we are. So, well, well, we've heard our credentials. What about you, John? And you, Brandon? What, well, do you, what do you guys bring to the table here? I'm just a guy. And you know what? That's what Batman is. <laughs> I'm here representing the comic He's the ball. lens through which everyone else will view this podcast. Yeah, right? if you're not a, okay. if you're a, ca- he's a okay. casual... He's representing our casual Batman fans. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, my dad owned a comic book store for a brief stint uh, because you have to have managerial skills and like accounting skills, those kind of things, things that he did well, not he, have. He he battled his own demons. It's not entirely his fault. Yeah, he had his grandmother's money, and uh, that's about it. But uh, hey, interesting. Matt. What's up, Dren? How how comfortable are you with the frequency in which we roast John's dad? 
I'm not comfortable with it, honestly. And the reason why is because one, he's dead. So I think that I think that speaking ill of the dead is really just a one kind of pointless. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to cut the part where you say John's dad's dead, and then I start laughing. No, I'm also gonna say, do not forget that oh, man. we can you. thank John's dad for this podcast. That, okay, he always wants to give my dad credit, but okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, so no, I always give your dad. I always give your dad credit. First of <laughs> yeah, all, that's, that's just true. a fact. You have to see both sides. If you're gonna roast him, you also have to look at the. Positive. So so point Correct. is so point is I had ten VHSs of of the <laughs> Batman animated series at my house uh-huh. that, that that were left over after the the comic book store closed down. And I think t- I have some of those. And you have oh, them, yeah. God. And I had tw- with your X Men ones. Yeah, I had twelve X Men animated series VHSs and ten uh, Batman animated series. So I've seen the first ten episodes of the Batman animated series dozens of times at least. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So just those episodes you're really familiar well, with. No. Though. Yeah. <laughs> no. The first ten. My point is, is that when I was growing up, my formative years as a like nerd. I was introduced to X-Men and Batman mm. and those became yeah. like my two tent poles like DC and, and Marvel. And really? so, yeah, yeah, big time. And so I, I'm, X-Men is my favorite part of Marvel and Batman is my favorite part of DC to this I day. I think that's pretty common for yeah. people yeah. of our age. Yeah. I think that... Millennials. Well, I think yeah. I had uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle VHSs, but oh, yeah. only like... Out, you know, they weren't like serial... They were like out of order and shit like that. But I mean, I guess that's why it was pretty episodic. I had Rugrats. Oh, I was... You had what? Wait, VHSs? Yeah, I definitely had some yeah, rug- the, the orange, the orange Nickelodeon. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I here. had a, I had a biker mice from Mars. VHS. I remember that. <laughs> Street sharks. I mean, is this podcast just where we list things? Yeah. We literally just name <laughs> shit. Nineties uh, nostalgia. SWAT cats. Um, guts. What yeah. else we got? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking legends of the Just, just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, anyway, um, all right. Well, I guess we should start then. Um, Matt always goes first, Wait, so he can he can. Uh, well, we could turn over a new leaf in which I do go first. Okay. If you want to do that but that's not that's not who we are so let's that's just true. let's that's just true. let's not pretend let's but this not is pretend. season two also so you said you're yeah, gonna come on bro season two new trend so this podcast started because one night matt and bran told me that every main character of every series sucks mm-hmm. or at least most true. um true. and then we had a really funny conversation for like two or three hours and yeah, I it wasn't that funny, but yeah, it was, sounds I, I was laughing. Yeah, it's it was. Yeah, it's it sounds it was actually it's not even one of those had to be there situations. It's actually funnier now than it was in person. I'm barely able to hold myself <laughs> it's actually, together. Yeah, it's actually better if you story. weren't there, to be honest. Yeah. It's better to recollect than to actually be there. That's true. Um, yeah. I'm feeling it. Uh, anyway, now it's my turn to finally uh, stick to the side of that argument that I had that very first night and pick a main character because I'm going with Batman. Bruce Wayne, Batman, I'm saying they're one and the same. Y'all can y'all can argue with me later. But Bruce Wayne is the person. Batman is a persona. There's also a persona of Bruce Wayne as well that he puts out, you know, as a front. That's one thing that's cool about him is he's a complex character in that regard. I can't wait to put that on his uh, index card when we do our season two. Wow, I there, also too. I also cannot wait for that. <laughs> uh, he's also really interesting from a, like a, a psychological perspective because he does have this trauma at a young age. And it changes them. I mean, it, it completely creates Batman. Um, but also, you know, we, that is like there's a lot of like psychological study that could be done of Batman and all the characters that surround him, villains and allies. And um, I, don't know, I just think he's a really great character. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I love uh, that he has a code that he sticks to. I love that he's a superhero that's human. Um, 
And is he really human, though? Well, okay. Well, so that's the thing is we can talk about He's different. The most human for sure. We can talk about different He's... iterations of Batman. Obviously, I every, wouldn't even say that He's every hero human. has just you know, you know, the Flash didn't start off as what the Flash is now. So you, you mean know? he's biologically a human? He's, he's not, not, yeah. biologically an What Matt's is saying is like, uh, you know, no human can be a ninja and a genius and a this and a that. Like, yeah, that know, dude is things. that dude is not real. That guy's won the. Well, that's just the nature of. He's like, what the second smartest detective like in the entire universe. Who's the first? He's. Uh, that one chimpanzee, right? No, what's that guy's? I think his name is literally Detective Chimp. I'm not even making this shit up. Well, either way, uh, I do. Th- I think that if you're intelligent and rich, and you uh-huh. and then you dedicate your life to this kind of thing. I mean, he, he's obsessed, you know, and you dedicate your life to learning how to like do the martial arts stuff like that. And I mean, you have the money, the access to the technology. It's more realistic. I, I, you know, it is not a hundred percent realistic, but I think it makes some sense. I think it makes well, it's good, like good sense. The thesis statement is if you have all the resources yes. and all the time, and you're intelligent, and you are, I guess, yeah, some natural ability, not just intelligent, yeah, uh, like uh, like top ten genius. genius. I, yeah. yeah, I yeah. tend to agree. I mean, I agree. I think that he, the amount that like that line of like, well, he's human. I think that that is almost like cartoony at points, but sometimes but, I like what you're but saying. But there are different versions of Batman. Pieces. Not yeah. every version of Batman has him be a super ninja yeah. and all this stuff. You know I like I mean? this thesis statement that okay. you have, though. Right. That, like, as as a guy who is not biologically enhanced except yes. for exorbitant wealth. So I've always, in, I've always <laughs> liked that. I, I yeah. root for the underdog, and to but me, I, he's I like an underdog in superhero terms. He is, like, looking out for the, the regular humans. Like, the bigger heroes are more involved with, like, the huge threats, whereas Batman can yeah. do those, but he can also just be cleaning up the street of Gotham. All right. Who wants to go next? Well, well, I guess if no one else wants to go, I can. So I'm going to, I thought about this a lot. I, I'm going to pick a character that I don't necessarily think is the most, like, I love this character a lot. In fact, I have some pictures I brought out to show John that, that I'm I, sure I'll, he'll upload. I'll to, share it to the Instagram. I'll take a picture of there, it. There are multiple pictures of me. When I was a kid, I had this pair of Robin pajamas and I would wear them like all the time. So I felt like I'd be remiss if I did not pick Dick Grayson and Robin. And I think my reason is, is every good Batman villain is like a fragmentation of, of like himself. Right. So like Harvey Dent is this guy who on one side is like all about justice and order, but is also like walks this line that is completely determined by like the flip of a coin of like vigilantism and and wrongdoing, right? Like the Joker is absolute chaos to Batman's absolute order. Mm -hmm. And so I think the most interesting relationships are the ones that are not openly contentious, like not relationships that are happening with the Joker or Two-Face or the Penguin, but it's like the people he loves Mm -hmm. are, are the ones that are, are really interesting. So I think Dick Grayson is, is the most defining relationship he has because Dick Grayson is Bruce Wayne, but made it through, right? Like Bruce got stuck in his parents' death Mm -hmm. and Dick Grayson didn't. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll argue against that later. Yeah, but he's, Uh he's able to overcome it. And I mean, we can get into like, well, could he have done, could Bruce have gotten over it if he had someone like Bruce? Yeah, Batman didn't have Batman is what you're saying. Right, but I think that that makes Dick Grayson interesting because for all of these contentious relationships he has that never seem to end, we have this really obvious relationship that is supposed to be like love and whether it's a paternal or a fraternal kind of thing, 
it it seems to be the the most difficult in terms of like defining who Batman is. So I'm going to kind of try and argue for Dick Grayson as the most important character outside of Bruce Wayne. Okay. Matt. Brandon. Matt. Brandon. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Matt. <sighs> you know I always go last, dude. That's not how this works. I'll sit yeah, here all see, day. I think I should go last this time because... Because what? I believe that all three of you are doing heroes. You don't know I'll that. Sa- I'll <laughs> save my villain representation for last. <sighs> Matt's arguing for Toad again from X-Men. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually oh, picking shit. Toad from X-Men. Uh, the problem is that I don't actually really like the Batman universe. Oh. So I think I think all the all the characters are kind of ass. <laughs> um, That's a bold claim. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, right, no, but who's fine. the best character? Of the are they bad or do you just not like the least uh, They're fine, but in relation, I think, to, to to the other heroes and villains and stuff, they're just kind of whatever. And it's not really their fault. <laughs> um, uh, one character that I think is kind of cool, Terry McGinnis. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So. No, that's it. Terry McGinnis. Okay. So He's two Batmans, Robin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like talking about things until it's time to talk about things. Okay. I'm a man of that's order right. as well. Uh-huh. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Batman? No. Oh, uh, like like, like Matt. Brandon, little... who's the character that you've selected? So this is why I'm going last, because you three, yeah, I've chosen, like, the main heroes of this world, I would say. But I think Batman has some of the most iconic villains in all of comics. I... And so I wanted to choose a villain, but my favorite is one that's a little less represented than, like, the Joker or Two-Face. I'm choosing... What are you talking about? <laughs> Please don't disrespect me or my character. Hey, man, with time that for you betrayal. to cool out. Yeah. Hey, I have no issues with... Uh, what was that from? Batman and Robin? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Yeah. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> so I'm choosing Mr. Freeze because I think, even though a lot of Batman villains are very cool, I think uh, that Mr. Freeze uh, is the most interesting. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm purposely not trying to do. Some of them are cold-blooded killers, but this guy's just cold-blooded. Yeah, you know. We'll do all the ice puns for you. Yeah, it's a nice pick. Against my will. Yeah. Anyways, he has the most compelling backstory, I think, and motivations. Whereas a lot of the villains are either, you know, big-time criminals trying to amass money and power. Or they're more like the Joker and just want to create chaos or fear. Mr. Freeze has like a very specific goal. And he doesn't actually want to fight Batman. He doesn't actually try to kill him from what I've seen. He just disables him. Because he's like, my goals have nothing to do with you. So just leave me alone and we'll be fine. So he just disables Batman if he can. And continues doing his task. So... I'll get. I can get into the backstory more later, but yeah, I think he is the most interesting, even though he doesn't get as much coverage as some of the other bigger villains. Well, his motivations are different than any other villain, really. Yeah. Like. Yeah, we we can get into that. We're gonna have to do a whole motivations like section of this because every character is so driven by something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh, they all have such clear motivations. So we'll have to do a category. Yeah, I want to get into um, the Jacob's Ladder that this is all happening inside (laughs) Bruce's mind. Oh, God. No, not Batman's mind. This is all happening in Bruce's Bruce's mind. mind. Okay. None of this. So he died in that robbery as well. 
Yeah. And it's all Jacob's Ladder Jacob's situation. Ladder. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is his, like, hell that he's just reliving over and over. Yeah. Yeah. No, but true. I would I would agree that Bruce Wayne doesn't exist after that night, truly. Oh, yeah, from yeah. a psychological standpoint, yeah. Yeah, it's a facade. It's not yeah. his true well, personality. Let's, um, let's do, because we'll, we'll talk about all the motivations, but let's do this first. Honorable mentions, get them out of the way. We did not mention one of the most popular characters in all of comic books, the Joker. Yeah. The Academy Award winning film that just came out last year, like the character from that. Great. I'm so tired of the Joker. <laughs> so let's, dude. yeah, why didn't we pick stop, him? I think just it's stop yeah, we making just, unless you're stuff like, about the Joker. I don't care, dude. Yeah, unless you're like a 14 year old kid that's like shopping at Hot Topic. There's no like way an adult. <laughs> and we have all seriously. been that kid. Yeah. Yes. So we yeah. know. So we know. We're that kid. Yeah. No, and that's what I'm saying. Is like there's no way to seriously at this point. I, and again, like I think that's yeah, why sucks. so serious. Yeah. yeah, why so serious? I mean, of no. course they would be asking us why so serious. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like no one wants to seriously. I mean, again, I don't know. Right. I'm new here, so let me let me say this about the Joker. I agree with that, what y'all are all saying. Yeah, overplayed, and also like you know, when you're younger, you might be super into him. But he I was is, never into that guy. Well, okay, Heath Ledger, Dark Knight, the Joker. That's one of the best superhero movies of all time. That's a yeah, fucking good movie, and he does a really Do good job. Do you think in it. so? Does it crack your top yes. ten? Yeah, it's my. It's my number one or two. Jesus. It's very I mean, good. I remember seeing it in theaters. Rewatch that movie, dude. It's perfect. It was, yeah. It's, there's no way to seriously talk about well, that character without something here, like a more. But also, yeah. going back to motivations, I feel like as cool as he seems, he's not actually that good of a character. Oh, yeah. He yeah. sucks. Well, he's well, insane. He has no he's like backstory, an and he just he wants sucks. to create chaos for well, no he, apparent reason. He, he has a backstory. Yeah. It he is because backstory. he is a construct of Bruce Wayne's mind oh, God. That, uh, that, uh, that embodies <laughs> the chaos of, of the mind. universe. This is making me hate the Joker even yeah, more than but, I already hate him. But, so. <laughs> but let me just say this. The, okay, so the backstory that I like and the character that I like and the character that Heath Ledger played are very similar, which is he had – it's the killing joke version, which is he had one – he had a bad day. He snapped. He went fucking crazy. And now he can't let anybody else just be happy with life. He wants everyone to, to realize that things are, are fucked up and everyone should know that. And also he wants to prove to Batman that people are inherently bad and that the world is chaotic and not in order. And his main goal is to break Batman and to break uh, all the people around him who think that there is order. Well, he is insane. But I don't, I don't no. like that he focuses so much on Batman. Yeah, yeah not, why specifically? He's not doing this well, stuff he's, for himself. He's, obsessed, he's doing it. Yeah, he's obsessed with Batman, Batman because his insanity caused him to to feel that way. And then Batman is the antithesis of that. He he wants order to like the degree that he wants to control everyone else's fucking lives. All of his sidekicks, all of the people around him, like the criminals, everybody. He wants to tell them how, you know, how they're going to behave and all that stuff and where they should go and all that. And he wants to break that man. He wants to – his goal is to break society and that man is the epitome of what he wants to break. And he wants to break him by getting him to kill him, to break his moral code, which in the Dark Knight, uh, in the Dark Knight film with Heath Ledger, just fucking love it. There's so many great scenes with him where he's like – Batman is driving at him on the motorcycle and Heath Ledger is just like, come on, come on, hit me, hit me. Like he's just like, please, like – because he knows that if he can get Batman to kill him, he will fucking destroy Batman. That's the one thing that Batman hasn't done. That will turn him into the wrong kind of vigilante or the kind of vigilante that 
you know, is, is, is willing to do worse things. So but, yeah, I, I, I yeah, like that's that. That's what's lame, but, though, because because yeah. Batman will never do it. So it's it's well, lame we don't and know stupid. That. He doesn't know that. No, we do know that. We absolutely know that. Because <laughs> in, in the whatever over he's insane. half a century yeah, that Batman's obsessed. been out, he has not but, done it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And Very I mean, uninteresting at this point. Yeah. I think, too, like I've read The Killing Joke a couple of times. Yeah. I'm a big Alan Moore fan. But yes. I... I don't like that story that much. I think that no, it's I don't, really I don't mean. Either. I don't either. I think that the Dark, Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan, Heath Ledger joke, yeah. I think that is a better movie I think, than that story. truthfully... Yeah. Catch some heat for that. Yeah. I, I, I don't care. I honestly think, too, like, I think the, the other guy we didn't mention, and this yeah. was the other character that I was kind of going... Well, can I say one more thing about the Joker? Sure, go ahead. I do not like the version of the Joker that's, like, for incels that just came out. <laughs> I think... They're all for incels. What, the Walking Phoenix? <laughs> yes, yeah, the Joker blue. without Batman is definitely. Wait, that's a not Walking Phoenix, is it? Joaquin yeah, Phoenix, that yeah. was Walking Phoenix. I think. Well, it's the Joker. Um, yeah, that's why he immersed himself so much you don't even recognize him anymore. Um, <laughs> much like what? Heath Ledger. But uh, no, listen. I think that the Joker, like y'all were saying, y- y'all were talking about his flaws. I think that without Batman, he is a terrible character. And I think that the movie that like it just doesn't make sense. It, I it's, think it's bad. I, get, I hate doing like the thing like. Well, what if they were dead the whole time or whatever? Yeah. That's not really what I'm saying. I think the Joker works because the chaos that he represents mm. is just the antithesis yes, of yeah. the order that Batman wants. Right. So, like, it could be anything. Also, you know, like, it just... I that's think a villain comparison. should be able to exist without the hero. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, that's true. So, what I was going to say yeah. of the killing joke, yes. I think the most interesting character in that is the other runner-up that we didn't bring up. I was, think I know you Gordon. Yes, right? Commissioner like, Gordon. I fucking love him in that me story. Me too. And I love that he was almost the guy yes. I went with. But I think the cool thing... about Jim Gordon? Yeah, yes. Jim Gordon. Right? I think the cool thing... He wasn't thing a commissioner about, in that story? Yeah. Well, in that book, right, Bruce doesn't isn't really the hero. The hero is Jim Gordon because yeah. he's the one that... Joker's linchpin is like yeah. he needs to go crazy. He's got to break to break yeah. Batman yeah. And to prove Jim to Gordon Batman doesn't. that everyone can break if they have one bad yeah. day. And yeah. he doesn't do it. Yeah, but Jim the question Gordon. is, does Batman kill the Joker at the end of the Killing Joke? Yeah. Because that's like a the last few panels. Some have argued leave it up to suggestion. I don't remember what is it. Uh, he tells him, "Don't care." <laughs> the best answer, just, dude. I'm just because that book doesn't yeah, really don't matter. Care. It doesn't matter, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it literally well, doesn't matter. It's so it's funny because I I love Gordon in that, and I also love Gordon in The Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, it's Gary Oldman, right? That plays yeah, him. But yeah, Knight, he's yeah. so he's so cool in The Dark Knight. Uh, in that movie, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker gets to Aaron Eckhart's Two Face, which also yeah. a fucking great performance and character. But he's not able to get to Gordon, and he you know has his kids you know held hostage or whatever. He he basically convinces Two Face to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Gordon to me has to be the face, like the public figure. That's way more dangerous than Batman. That dude has to like fight corruption and be a regular human. Like I I, I really like that character a well, lot. So we're admitting that Batman is not a regular human then. Batman has to be what he has to be, and that's going to be part of my argument later. But um, not the hero they deserve. He's the hero we need. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, I hate it so bad. That's the best superhero movie, hands down. I literally so good. The uh, problem is, I think it. Maybe it's just got over. I mean, it's like played if, out. Yeah. It's boring. I, every time I rewatch it, I think I'm going to not like it as much, and every time I love it still. Well, it's one of those. I haven't watched that film in a long time. Yeah. It's perfect. To me, it's like I no. always go through this thing where like I'm like, oh, I hate like Pink Floyd. And then I listen to a Pink Floyd record and I go, oh, wait, Pink Floyd rules. Yeah. Their fans <laughs> are the worst. Uh-huh. And I can't stand <laughs> talking to people who like Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard about Pink Floyd in, in, in a really long time. That's why time. Brandon and Matt won't watch uh, Breaking Bad. 
Yeah, no, that's I, another I'm ten totally, years. Yeah. So. True. Like every time I, it gets mentioned, they say they add ten years to watch. I always we'll get around to it in thirty thirty at this point. John was a teacher. I'm still a teacher, and like for me, like. The new thing with like, I'm really glad no one like this is our origin. Like, yeah, like the Harley Quinn thing. Jeez. Like when she they did the suicide thing, and like all of a sudden, like 14 year old kids were wearing like daddy's little monster shirts. Oh I was god, like, shut it down. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah, I like Harley Quinn. Yeah, um, you were thinking about arguing for so do an honorable. Yeah, I, for I like Quinn. Harley Quinn, but I mean, the problem is that out of all the tepid, uh, just Batman characters, she's she's okay. <laughs> she's she's fine. Yeah. I think she's got a And really... I think it's really strange that she's gotten more rep uh, than uh, than Catwoman, given how important yeah. Catwoman is to, to the Batman story. But I guess I mean, that's just what we like now as chaos and you know as as a culture it's the 13 it's the 13 to 15 year old hot topic demographic like, is that even what it is though i, think I mean so. i don't know what carries a franchise i mean it's it's certainly I mean, possible even like, the point you is know, that like the most recent joker movie was like adult mm, men or oh, like yeah. john said like the incel thing or whatever yeah. and it's like we also yeah i attribute I, joker more to like 20 something incels yeah. as opposed to like young children per well se. but i don't think like we also I think mention incels in every episode too it's because yeah. incels are a porn part of our culture dude. yeah well that's what i'm saying it's like this incel population that they're talking uh -huh. about they're in like this arrested development where like they never realized oh mm. shit Nobody gives a shit about me. Like, that is the trick of growing up. When you realize there's 7 billion people on the planet and, like, 30 of them give a shit if you wake up tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Like, nobody, like, you I, don't I would argue matter. that even less than 30 of them. Yeah. And so, like... Unless you're incredibly yeah, popular. Like you are, yeah. yeah, so, like, in middle school, you everyone goes through, like, an identity phase mm -hmm. where all of a sudden you realize you're not... Whatever you believe mm -hmm. in isn't necessarily just what your parents are telling you. And the Joker is, like, a perfect representation... Or like Harley Quinn yeah. for kids that are in that phase where yeah. they're like, you thought I was this sweet little kid, but yeah. really I'm dark and twisted yeah. or whatever. Ke Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Smith in, yeah. Kevin Smith in his 30s named his daughter Harley Which Quinn. Which is insane. And yeah, that is no. asinine. Ke well, Kevin Smith... I, I mean, Kevin he Smith. wore like those really large ass jorts up until like I a love, year ago. I, so. tell you, I, Kevin, I, I love I Kevin love Smith, him. but dude. But Harley Quinn is is a trap. Like, I hate Harley Quinn. I have no issues I with Harley cool Quinn. Well, what's what your, does she what's your primary gripe what does she here? Add? She's, she's interesting. She's, well, what she's funny any character sometimes. Add anything? I, I don't see the purpose. I, I like Harley Quinn's. I don't, um, I don't like Harley. From the Batman animated series. Yeah, I think she's, That's I mean, she she's got off. some cool things. Like, uh, there's an episode where she sings. Uh, did you know she was introduced in the animated series? Yes, That's I did. Cool. Paul Dini created her. Yeah. And I love, I love Paul mm -hmm. Dini. Paul Dini does a great fucking but, job. But I series. don't get why, like, Harley Quinn does that thing where she, to me, doesn't make the Joker better. She doesn't make Batman better. She well, doesn't, she's just like she's a comedic. character. Like, I, I don't, she's not I, a threat. I know this does sound crazy, but uh, a character doesn't have to exist to increase, like, the, the standing of, you know, the male characters or whatever. A female character can just exist independently well, of those I'm things. Saying, like, so yeah. you could argue that maybe that she's not a good character on her well, own. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think, like, Catwoman yeah, works but on I her I don't own. think we should use a relationship to the to the main characters because that's not really that relevant, well, right? But what I'm saying is, is like, with why I don't like Harley Quinn is because she doesn't pose mm. any kind of interesting threat. The, there are a couple of interesting oh. stories. Like, the Mad Love story on animated series <sighs> is, is pretty good, but it's not... It just seems like the problem is I would say that no villain poses an interesting threat to what? Batman, which is part of what makes him very boring. It doesn't matter the villain, period. Mm -hmm. You're saying yeah. nobody can beat Batman in the DC universe. That's just a fact. <laughs> and that's what makes Batman <laughs> a piece of shit. It's Joe really chill. boring. You're, but I think you're talking about Justice League. I don't think it's boring. 
is because uh-huh. he has interesting ways of dealing yes. with it, whereas Superman can be anyone, but it's just with brute strength. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're both very uninteresting because they'll never lose. That's my point. <laughs> I think why I have a gripe with Harley isn't because she doesn't serve to make the mm. males more interesting. It's because most of the other villains are at least interesting. Even if they can't beat Batman, like Poison Ivy is very compelling. I She's like very Ivy. interesting. Yeah. So is Catwoman. You think Poison Ivy is more interesting than Absolutely. Harley Quinn? She represents, no she represents feminism doubt. and she's like eco-activism and stuff like that. Yeah. She's got some really she, cool... Where Harley Quinn is really interesting is where we get a lens of her as like someone who's been in an abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's... But I mean, I, I would assume that's the main she's part got of what, her so, Like I said, a lot of Batman characters, like a psychological study, yeah. she's got, what is it called? Uh, Stockholm um, Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. So I would say, let me rephrase this then. I like Harley Quinn in the context of when she's not like an appendage of the Joker. And I've, yeah, I. Yeah, correct. That's my favorite iteration. Yeah. Of her so as well. I think that to me, I'm not trying to say like, oh, well, she doesn't serve a purpose to these main male characters or anything like that. What I'm saying Mm. is there are a lot of stories where that's all she's there for, Mm. right? Whereas, like, when we get, like, Mad Love or one of the more interesting characters that goes into, like, what is this relationship supposed to be about, that's more interesting. But, like, the Suicide Squad version of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Well, you have to fit into an ensemble for a Suicide Squad, so it's not really her fault in that instance. kind of... That's the point of Birds of Prey is her distancing herself from... And I will be honest, I had no... I, I didn't see that. I have not so seen like Birds of Prey either, they, but you said actually, it was good, right? I actually yeah. enjoyed it. I want to see it. We'll be right back to your favorite character sucks after this message from our good friend Mike. Hey there, folks. It's Mike Wayne here. You may know my cousin, the quadrillionaire who seems like he's compensating for something, Bruce Wayne. Well, he's not the only one in the family who's got business in their blood. Over here at Mike Wayne Enterprises, we're doing a lot of really exciting things. And not just in the private sector. Today I'm here to talk to you about our new philanthropic venture. It's called Mike Wayne's Home for Tragically Orphaned Boys. At Mike Wayne's Home for Tragically Orphaned Boys, we're looking to help rehabilitate the sons of parents who've been murdered. We don't want them to be too old where they're not impressionable anymore, but we don't want them to be too young where we have to change diapers, you understand? No, we're looking for 10, 11-year-old boys who we can really mold into sidekick, uh, productive members of society. Our plan is three-part. First, we take the boys in, give them a stable place to live, and tell them that certain areas of our facility are off-limits. Step two depends on the child. If they're not curious, they get to live out their days at our facility, learning and growing until they're 18 and can go off on their own, a well-adjusted member of society. However, if they do explore these secret places, they'll discover a new world, a world of jujitsu and computer hacking and black and white codes of morals and ethics. No matter where the child goes for phase two, phase three will take them to Wayne Enterprises, where my cousin Bruce has promised them internships at his prestigious company. Some kids will be accountants. Some kids will be computer technicians. Some kids will help in R&D. Others might be on the factory floor. And even some of those kids will be taken under my cousin Bruce's wing. And don't be worried about what they're saying in the Gotham Times. What some people call brainwashing, we call child development. What some people say is creating a Coney-like child army, we say is training kids on self-discipline and self-defense. And as far as questions of what happens to some of the kids like Timothy Drake, how should I know? We take care of them for eight or nine years, then we let them out of the nest to fly on their own. So, if you've got a child in your care that recently lost their parents to tragic means, 
hopefully stoking the flames of vengeance within said boy. Please send them our way. Do we accept girls, you ask? Yes, but only if they're the tomboy type who can become very curvy and attractive later. Uh, thanks, Mike. I guess we'll get back to the show now. What are some characters we would have chosen? We uh, we said Gordon. Uh, Barbara Gordon, I think, I is a really Barbara good character. Gordon. Oh, Barbara Gordon's cool. Yeah. My mom's yeah. name is Barbara Gordon. Uh, no way. Yeah, not That's, after. No, she wasn't named oh, after. Okay. Barbara, but yeah, she was named she, after Batgirl. Yeah, my mom is named after. No, uh, she was our her mom's or her dad's name was Gordon. Nice. So and her name is Barbara. Uh, yeah, so. I think most of the Robins are pretty cool. Yeah. I, think um, I, I, I do think Dick Grayson is the best of the Robins for sure. And all the other Robins have to try and live up to the legacy that is Dick Grayson. I, I think they feel a lot of pressure to do that, especially Damien. Yeah. Because at that point, Damien, he's already Nightwing, you know, an established yeah. uh, superhero sort of in his own thing or leader of the Titans. Yeah. So at that point, um, but all the Robins are pretty cool. What other characters are cool? I like old Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond. I know it's technically still Bruce Wayne, Batman. Bruce but Wayne, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different. No, I like him too. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about him because he goes into why I think the character's, character's yeah. awesome. But um, I like uh, Scarecrow. I love Scarecrow. Jonathan Crane is really cool because... Eh, whatever. Well, because I think the best villains in the story, like you said, they could stand alone. They have their own motivations and all that stuff, but also the way they play off of Batman. Uh And I love the idea of like Batman is supposed to put fear into the hearts of criminals, stuff like that. And Scarecrow is like, he's the guy who brings the fear. Mm -hmm. And then even later on in some of the versions, he like takes fear away from people so that they have no fear. Like he finds a way to, I guess, because he's like working on serums that keep him from getting affected yeah, by his own science fear poisons. Yeah. So like he he finds a way to like basically shut off people's fear uh, receptors, mm-hmm. and so people just start doing crazy shit mm-hmm. um, and getting themselves killed because they're not afraid to walk into the street, you know. And and um, so I, I like that character. I think well again, but Jonathan Crane represents mm-hmm. that the best Batman villa, villains are his like opposite. Are right? him? Okay. The the Riddler, the Riddler man. Uh, well, that's intellect. The right? Riddler is his yeah. is the genius. Talking about uh, Jim Carrey. Genius. Yeah. Now, uh, here's the thing. I love Jim Carrey. I love that movie. But I wish that Jim. I wish that they would have done just a genius Riddler instead of a weird, crazy. Riddler. I didn't even I mind mean, it because it was very see, much in that era of like him doing a ton of those types of movies, right? Yeah. I have actually, in my older age, I don't hate the Joel Shoemaker movies at all anymore. I, yeah. Because to me, I've as I've gotten older, I've I love Batman sixty six. I love like the yeah. TV series yeah. more, and I think like oh, since like yeah. the Frank Miller Dark Knight stuff, mm. we've been in a race to like make Batman oh, an, not fun. Yeah, an arms race, most realistic yeah, and gritty. Yeah, like how do you up? How do you constantly up and no. make it? And I think like, again, yeah. now that you're making me think about it, I'm wondering if maybe I like Harley Quinn more than I thought because <laughs> that's almost a response to. Like, I think when she gets good and interesting, that's like a response of like that writing staff. Take, to take say, away like, the serious shit. Like, let's take it away from like. Oh, no, for sure. Uh, like the crazy big nastiness and like, yeah. let's make them more human. So yeah. maybe that is. Thing, because like, you don't want to do what's been done just recently to such great success. Yeah. Like, but I think every good Batman villain does what he does or has what he has, yes, but uses it opposite. What about, like, uh, what about Raish? What what aspect of Batman I, is he? Oh, that's the the martial arts and also the code. Well, he's got a moral code, yeah. but it's different. And he's, I mean, mysticism. He's like a ninja. He's got uh-huh. all of those like fighting skills. Like I think like all an of assassin those things. Type thing. But it's yeah. also that code. They they both want justice or whatever, but yeah. they see it differently. Well, and the, and that's the thing is 
the great writers ask that question about Batman is like, we are led to believe because he's our protagonist, he's our lens through this world, mm-hmm. that his vision for justice and correctness is the right thing. But and, and if it we is, were right? getting the Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I would I would presume we live so. in a state where you know, like a man, like a billionaire in a rubber suit should be running around. We need billionaires to save us. Yeah, yeah we know. need billionaires like, to save I don't us. Think so. <laughs> yeah, save us from Corona. Because uh, yeah, because yeah. we've we've uh, they don't pay any taxes, so they yeah. so they have they've got all the money. They yeah, need no, to that save makes us. sense. But I mean, like even like the um, penguin is like what what would wealth look like if it had corrupted uh-huh. Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like Two Face is like this guy who believes in the law. But also knows that it doesn't work. Yeah. Even like, but like all the women villains, yeah. right? I, and I think that this is something that like, I don't know if any writer has tackled this, but like there are great female characters, yeah. but they don't deal with them particularly well. What's weird I is he's, he's sexually attracted to a lot of his villains, a lot of his rogue gallery yeah. female characters. He gets in a relationship with Catwoman, with Poison Ivy. Yeah. I'm sure Which, there's others. I like, think it's weird it, to me, like Poison Ivy is such a great idea for a character anyway and then they make her like yeah. like they use her sex as a weapon yeah. which is like another thing of like batman just doesn't he's afraid of women like he's afraid of cat women yeah cat what about cat uh, what about bane green Talked about bane bane oh what, about what aspect of well, batman I mean, is bane in the nightfall series bane argues that he's the you know that where uh uh-huh. that he is batman he you know that they go through the same <laughs> kinds of struggles crawling out of the yeah the prison cell and stuff so yeah. i mean and again like a, tra- a trauma i'm not well, saying that a lot of the characters always, go through trauma yeah also. i'm not yeah. saying it's always a thing yeah like, i'm just curious because there's so many batman villains yeah and again i i did preface all the good batman villains yeah like, uh, i don't think bane is that great brand who you got is a bane's got a, a pretty honorable mention iconic scene where he breaks batman's back Everybody, everybody yeah, knows no, that's, that's, a, but, that's a huge scene. In but I think Nightfall's trash. I don't yeah. like Nightfall. But that's a huge scene because it, it's the well, it's, it's about the rebuilding Batman, possibly. Yeah. Well, right, but you can have big scenes with characters yeah, that sure. aren't great. Sure. Brand, who you got as an honorable mention? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe Catwoman. She definitely plays a major role. Catwoman's hugely, very important. I, I like. I think the, right now in the current run. Oh yeah, and the, currently they're like married. They just got married. Yeah, she's pregnant with his kid. What about uh, some of the monstrous villains like uh, Clayface or or Manbat? Manbat's one of his they, uh, allies, is he not? Manbat is like a scientist who like uh, he's almost like Lizard Man. What about Amanda Waller? Would she be considered Batman? Oh, Amanda Waller is cool. Amanda Waller is also considered she, a Titans villain, I think, or not even a villain, just like a government she's agent. She's pretty interesting. Yeah. I like Amanda Waller a lot, and I also the the end of the Justice League Unlimited series where you get to yeah, see yeah, she's great in that where huh? where she where she reveals so here you go matt we'll, 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 why don't we transition into your character we're already talking about um, tara mcginnis whoa 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 so we're, about tara we're already like an hour in. all right yeah come on dude we've been doing honorable mentions this whole time okay let's talk about batman yeah. let's just we'll straight up talk about batman let's, let's i'm drawing the line right here well, okay well so am i gonna I, so i'm talking then yeah you talk but don't all talk right, about so, tara mcginnis well there's going to be a part of it that mentions him yeah sure um, that's fine. which it, which is uh Batman or, or Bruce Wayne, you know, this person that he is, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest, you know, character assassinations against him is that he is too black and white. You know, he sees things like he, he understands his complexity, but that he wants everything to be a certain way around him. Like he wants Robin to act this way. He wants mm-hmm. Gordon to be that way. He wants the criminals to be this way. And even like when it comes to reforming criminals, he decides who is reformable and who's not. And so like you see it sometimes where like 
he'll chase after a villain who's gotten out of uh, Arkham and is reformed, quote unquote. And he'll be like, there's no way they could be reformed. And like, he's waiting for them to slip up. And there's other villains that actually there's, there's stories where he tries to help reform them. So it's like, is Batman fulfilling prop, like self-fulfilling prophecies where he's like forcing some villains to continue to be his rivals and others to, you know, reform. He's all about controlling everybody. And so that could be seen as like a flaw in his character. But I actually think that he is happy whenever people like Dick Grayson rebel against him and leave his, 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 uh, his, uh, sphere. And the same thing with Terry McGinnis, when Terry McGinnis comes to him and says, you know, uh, screw you or whatever. And he goes, what are you leaving too? I think there's a little bit of like a graduation point for him where he's like, I am Batman and I am the guy who is kind of fucked up, but you need to have that fucked up guy. And I wish I could be Nightwing. I wish I could be uh, Batgirl. I wish I could be Gordon, but I can't because there has to be a me. And so I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to suffer. I'm not going to be able to get married. I can't have kids. I've got to be the Batman. And I'm going to be proud of, you know, these other guys who get to do whatever they want because I've got to be me. And so I think he's like self-sacrificing. Like I think the, the people that see him as like the flawed, like I'm black and white, I think he knows that his black and white approach is not perfect. But I think he thinks that there has to be somebody who has that approach or because he knows that there's a counter to it. He knows that there's a whole society of villains that if there's not someone like him, then it, it, that he can't, he's got to counterbalance it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what a fascist so, always says, right? <laughs> he's a fascist for sure. He definitely no, is. He's definitely yeah. a fascist, but I think he's a, he, I think he knows he's a fascist. I think he thinks that he, he mm-hmm. there has to be a fascist and he's going to take the bullet for everybody. He's going to be that guy. I lo- like I said, I love him as a character because a lot of the characters feel have trauma. He takes his trauma and he uses it as a motivation to do something good and, and just, and yeah, I mean, everybody thinks that their actions are justified, but I think we agree that he's got a pretty good moral code, a pretty good sense of justice. It's not, it might not be perfect. Yeah. Is um, there anyone yes. who doesn't? Yeah, does anyone I think disagree? it's pretty close. He's he's pretty close. He doesn't kill. I mean, that's like pretty... I'm saying he's a fascist is kind of a joke. I yeah. don't really think that. But yeah. like, is but there even, any? Because I think you can make the case that he's. He also like when Tim Drake uh, brings him the Joker in that one Red Hood story, or like whenever Gordon is confronted with the Joker in in one story and wants to kill him and stuff, and Batman is against it. I think that Batman is also like saying like. That's not for me to do. I yeah. am not that guy. Like, yeah. it, if it happens, it happens. I'm not. I have to be who I am. And he sort of lets those other characters float out of his sphere. Like, he, he influences them as much as he can, but then he lets them be who they are. And he, he needs them to be who they are to help him. Because even though he's Batman and you need a Batman, you also need a Nightwing. You also need a Gordon. You also need another to, to be there to, to, to support him. Now, what he does to Terry McGinnis is fucked up. I'll let you get to that, though. That, that, that's not, yeah, that's not that, cool. that shit's um, not good. You bring up such an interesting point because I've never really thought about it that way. Like in Bruce's mind, mm-hmm. he's like, look, you have to get a point to a point where you outgrow me. Yes. But I've never mm-hmm. read that character. Well, that okay. so I've you're... always been like Bruce gets pissed off when like when people lose the yeah. line sight. He is like, fine, fuck you. We don't talk anymore. Right, right. <laughs> like, but that's, but that's, yeah. But he but casts, he literally does cast people off whenever they don't. Because yeah. you're saying he knows yeah. that he is an irreparably yeah. fucked up. Here's why I and say And can this. never, there's a scene. Like he can only get you to that's a point. That's I assume too. I don't think he ever wants people to be exactly well, he, like him. It, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he wants them to be like him either. And here's my counter argument because I can't remember who it was, was arguing with Batman and saying like, what you did uh, to Dick Grayson or whatever, you're just trying. It was one of the Robins. I think it was Dick Grayson. His parents were killed uh, yeah, by a criminal. He's like, "What you did well, to him?" Killed, right? He goes, "You just want him to be like you." And he said, "No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I helped him get revenge. I helped him catch the criminal. I helped him do that stuff because I don't want him to be like me." Right. 
So again, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that adds to my argument of he doesn't want them to be him. He wants them to be adjacent to him and help balance him out. Um, and he knows that he has to be him. And he, I think he sees it as like a cross he has to bear. Did you want to talk about Terry McGinnis? Because that is one thing that I don't really forgive Batman for. I think that's kind of fucked up. But he was trying to, again, he was trying to extend his We're talking about Batman-ness. like all continuity, right? So we don't like care about any of that stuff. Clearly, if we're talking about we can move, Batman Beyond. Yeah, we can talk about Just, Batman I mean, Beyond. within yeah. the scope. It's his, very it's his small worst run, fascist right? thing to do, I think, is uh, what he does well, to like McGinnis. eugenics? Or? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I would say that's probably the mark of a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even like trying to imposing your fashion. He just does it, yeah. um, which is obviously a problem. Yeah, I think Batman Beyond ran like only a couple years. Should we and maybe explain it on for anyone who's right? not listening? Yeah, go ahead. What What is the thing that happens, Matt? So Batman has, I want to say, three biological sons. Yeah, Damian um, Wayne's, Marlon Wayne's. Um, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really terrible Keenan joke. Ivory. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Thank you. I was trying to find figure out the third one. Yeah. Oh, which by the way, there's more than three. There's uh, like one of the Wayans brothers was going to be Robin in the third yeah, Tim Burton Wayans, Batman. Yeah. Marlon Wayans was going to be yeah. Robin in the third I Tim Burton Batman. It. I'm all about it. If it ever got made, I'm a. I like Marlon Wayans. And fucking, uh, who's going to play Riddler? Robin Williams. Robin was going to play Riddler, and Marlon Wayans is going to be Batman, Ooh, Batman. In, <laughs> in the third <laughs> Tim Burton film. Well, there's only... What the yeah, fuck a, are we talking about? There was going to be a third to burn I'm Batman. I'm sorry, guys. John is, is smelling toast over here. <laughs> there was going to be a third to burn Batman film, but the studio... The, the second to burn Batman film with Penguin, like, gushing blood out of his yeah. mouth and shit was yeah. so dark... That like parents got really pissed off at the studio and they did not hire Tim Burton back for a third film. They hired Joel Sh- Schumacher. But Tim Burton. Yeah, look how different. Tim Burton had this, like. The series has become. Tim Burton had already talked to Marlon Wayans about being uh, Robin. He had already talked I've to. I've heard this. Yeah. Thing. And he had. There, there were sketches drawn up. They had a, a guy design the Batmobile and like all this stuff for the third movie. It was it was going to happen. But then parents. I can't parents think of going, a more like. Insane fucking thing. <laughs> I'd say like yeah insane well, uh, uninteresting tim burton moved on to try to make nick cage yeah. superman so that was also fucking weird well, tim burton has his own way of doing things and i think that for the most part he does a pretty good job i think you're right so but, bruce wayne yeah. has so, three biological yeah, sons i give him some yeah i terry don't even know where the now. fuck i was going with this point is that uh terry mcginnis uh terry mcginnis is future batman that's really <laughs> yeah. what it comes down to but what's the what's the fucked up situation that you're referring to? I'm first explaining that Terry McGinnis plays the role of Batman in in I think it's a it ran from 1999 to 2001. I think it was literally just a two year thing. It's it's pretty good. It, it's a little bit uh cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, a little good. bit into the future. It's got some interesting aesthetics. Um, and I think Bruce Wayne in that uh, sort of takes on the role of just uh like you know Gandalf or Merlin or whatever, just advising Terry. He's almost um, like the, the Bruce th- Wayne of the Dark Knight, like he's old and grizzled. Yeah, and- that's yeah. No, absolutely. I would say it's very similar to that, yeah. uh, but older even than that, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because he's like he's decrepit. He's like eighty. He's hunched yeah, over and stuff like that. I mean, he is still Batman. Pain. They kept that line. Yeah, they kept him. His yeah, back. which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Because that's realistic. Because if your back breaks, you you don't. Yeah. Oh, you, come back wait. From that. If you this, are you saying that if your back broke and you were thrown into a cave, you wouldn't be able to use a rope to fix it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I'm. All of or Nolan. I'm saying that if it did, right. I'm saying that if it did get fixed, I'm probably not human. The scene right? where he yeah. uses a rope. There's his not human argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, this this guy is not human. Um, uh, 
where were we going with this? Terry, Terry McGinnis. McGinnis. Eugenics. Um, he's actually <laughs> eugenics. So basically, uh, Batman has. Oh, now I understand why I was talking about biological son yes. before John got us off track. Uh, <laughs> and one of his biological sons, it just happens to be Terry McGinnis. Although Terry McGinnis doesn't know that, um, because it was a sort of a. How would you describe this? Uh, certainly not a snafu with the paperwork. Uh, he took his DNA and he got overridden, right? Onto yeah. Uh, Terry McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Essentially making Terry McGinnis a clone of Batman, mm-hmm. but it's still gestated within the womb of his mother and stuff like that. Yeah. So even though she gave birth to this person, Terry McGinnis, Terry McGinnis is still a clone of Batman. I don't know. It's a bunch of science mumbo why does, jumbo. Why does Amanda it Waller It doesn't really make that it? much sense. Uh, Amanda Waller does know about it, I Why believe. does she know about it? Because I, I remember she was a part of that episode. She knows everything. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure it has something to do with, uh, you know, Cadmus Labs and other bullshit like that that I don't really care about. <laughs> Uh, but I know they end up finding out because Batman needed like a liver transplant mm-hmm. or something in his old age. And they determined that Terry McGinnis was a literal exact match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sort of all the, the pieces sort of begin tumbling out. And I know Batman was directly involved in that decision making. And this sort of is talking about the Batman thing you were talking about. Yeah. Um, he says there always has to be a Batman. Yes. And he doesn't mean that in the sense of someone to wear the cow. He means literally Me. someone yeah. with the genes of Batman. Yes. In in this particular instance, he means someone that is a literal exact clone of Batman, which is Terry McGinnis. Well, he's tried everything But else. it turns out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it turns out that Terry McGinnis is nothing like Bruce hey, Wayne. Hey, throw him a bone. Uh, he didn't start with eugenics. Yeah. It took him a yeah, while. Yeah, he didn't start. He just, he just slid into it, which I think is typically how you slide into eugenics. Yeah, I don't which... think anybody anybody starts their, their cognitive thinking with, you know what? I, I should live um, forever. I, yeah. I, I think society would be better if everybody just had blue eyes or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh god. Um, so yeah, obviously Bruce keeps a close eye on this kid, and I think uh, sometime he's around high school or whatever uh, makes him into the next Batman. Yeah. And I just remember the series is really really cool because uh, it's sort of a fresh take on um, future generations of Batman villains. Yeah. And just how Batman would be just a little bit into the future with some future tech on the streets and stuff like that. Like the whole aesthetic is cool. And it's that series of late nineties, early two thousands cartoon. I think the animation style is actually fairly close to the animated series. Tim is still the lead animator on that. Yeah. And the suit is fantastic. In my opinion, one of my favorite Batman suits of all time. You find out actually that the suit, as of the time that Terry McGinnis dons it, is is already two decades old. But Batman's tech was just so advanced, <laughs> it it still exceeds the technology that's like available. Yeah, isn't uh, it? Doesn't it not have is, like a mouthpiece? It's just like full mask. Yeah, it's like a whole face. That's cool because yeah, it's a whole. Instead of just being a cowl, it is it is a full. I, I think like yeah, body Bruce suit. Tim, I'm sorry, I did look it up. Yeah. Bruce Tim was the art director on Good. Batman yeah. Beyond, so it is like a true continuation. Of Batman yeah. the animated series, so like awesome. Paul and they, Dini they folded into Bruce Justice Tim. League Unlimited too. Yeah, right. So, so. also, do you know that Bruce uh, Tim as well? So, like, the voice. Those like from when we were growing up, those cartoons were all like a Amazing. contained in yeah, inverse, awesome. which you could which, almost have done. That's what also makes it so good is just keeping it together. And that's yeah. the thing that the DC films Absolutely. have not been able to do is fucking keep yeah. the continuity you know, together. Coming, but to be fair, I think that Batman Beyond he doesn't get much play outside of his own series. In Justice League Unlimited, he's there for like three episodes, and they were cool episodes. Yeah, like and that's the, kind of where you reveal his backstory and stuff. The problem is, I do think that you have to talk about, and it is partially because of the cloning situation. But he is so attached to Batman in in many different yeah, ways. It's hard to talk about Terry without talking about Batman. Terry McGinnis, yeah, why does finishing he, school, managing his social life, you know, just general high school so stuff, is he but like also Spider-Man being Batman. Batman? 
Yeah, kind of. I think he's closer to Spider-Man, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and trying to avoid becoming Batman, I think, is something that he's motivated by. But, so I think then why he wants he to become more like... I th- uh, because Batman picked him out. Yeah, it's like he offers he's him a clone a of Batman. <laughs> what is his like code? Because we were saying like Dick Grayson and, and Batman don't necessarily see see things exactly eye to eye. So I mean, he was brought up in terms of the Batman family stuff by Bruce. Okay. I think in a lot of ways, um, Terry is unlike Bruce and more like Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. In that, I don't know. It's hard to be under the thumb of Batman and just do all the things that he tells you to do while also trying to be your own person. Yeah. But I don't think he really seeks to distance himself from Batman a lot, kind of like Nightwing does. Yeah, I know that one of the things, like, there was a scene that I was watching in one of the animated episodes where Batman, like, terrifies this criminal in front of his family. Mm -hmm. And it's just showing that, like, Batman sees criminals as criminals, like, black and white. And if, you know, and he uses fear. And he's trying to intimidate this man by also intimidating his family. And Robin, I I believe it's Dick Grayson Robin, is like upset like he's like nah man that's not cool like so Mm -hmm. they do have different values like i'm not willing to scare a a criminal's family like i'm that's not cool to me and so like he he leaves he like leaves he's like i'm out of here man and he just leaves like literally quote i'm out of here is what he says and he just leaves so that's um, terry mcginnis no that's uh i think it's dick grayson or it's either it's one of the robins it's either dick grayson or one of the other ones but um it's before they uh-huh. split up so yeah i was wondering if terry mcginnis has that kind of like line that we can point to that's where he, batman will go that he won't go i know batman criticizes him on like every other episode like you should be doing this or you should be doing that but i don't know mm-hmm. i don't yeah no that definitely happens yeah i think they but i think that's the whole thing right is because i don't know if terry like draws a line and says i'm so, not going so i'm to actually reading here that uh with the amanda waller stuff that she was the one who did all the cloning stuff so that's i guess it I wasn't thought. batman's that makes more sense. Yeah, no, that that actually uh, that oh, checks. Oh, so Batman did like do I said, it. So that makes Batman a better person. Okay, cool. So Great. so take that strike out again. All right, we'll take the Hitler, that Hitler argument off of that uh-huh, and put it on uh-huh. Amanda Waller, which mm-hmm. definitely seems like something she would do. Oh no, absolutely, that's insane. We need a Batman. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that, yeah, and I I don't want to. I know this is a little out of order here, but I was thinking I about think. John's question about the monster villains who's the best monster villain and i think Mm -hmm. that that's why they're not as memorable as the psychological villains right like because every comic book has like a monster you know what i mean like there there's a and i like i'm a big fan of like monster yeah like i do too but i think my favorite monster villain is from from this series from i guess one of the recurring solomon grundy oh in the long halloween he is like one of my favorite characters yeah solomon grundy and i think yeah like that's the thing is like you almost have to tear out and i think maybe again not to keep digging it up but i think that's why harley is so hard for me to pin because they do have things where she's interesting but then there's other times where she's just like the comic relief of like when the joker so like yeah it is almost like tough when you're thinking about the really good batman characters it's like they have to have some kind of psychological hook they also Mm -hmm. have to be like just in, you know like any villain has to be at least a little interesting right yeah. like and i like the terry mcginnis pick i think he's terry mcginnis is also yeah he's interesting because he has to be batman yeah not robin and he also has to just be i think he's still like a kid yeah, he's in high school i remember the, he's in yeah, high yeah. school so he has to deal with normal high school stuff he still has a family unlike actual batman yeah uh, yeah. He has a brother and, a mom. and his mom and stuff yeah, like you that. Do sort of, you so, do sort of get the exploration of what if Batman yeah, wasn't exactly Batman. Yeah. yeah, you know, as we're exactly. talking about this uh-huh. too, it's like everyone who's not Batman is Spider-Man, right? Like, you know, yeah, it's no, like, it's, it's, no, it's definitely if the case. You're normal, yeah, well, Spider-Man's If you're just like a teenager yeah. that's trying to, you know, 
to mm-hmm. to get something done. I mean, I, I think that I think that's something that makes a character interesting too. Yeah, because he's not a reclusive billionaire that can just spend all of his time becoming a master uh, assassin slash detective <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he's got other stuff to do, man. He's got. A, I know there's like a relation. There's like a girl who kind of helps him. But they're kind of also yeah. romantically. Yeah. I don't remember her name though. But he relies more on the cool, yeah. more on the tech than like yeah. martial arts ability at first, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we need to hear about a villain. You might as well talk about Dick Grayson since we're saying Terry is really close to yeah, Dick Grayson. Yeah, I, right, right. I think Dick Grayson. And I'll be quick. No, which no, is don't be quick. Shocking. No, don't be quick. Do what you got. I do. mean, I think that Dick Grayson is kind of interesting for all of the reasons that Terry is it McGinnis or McGillis? McG- McGinnis. McGinnis, McGinnis, I want to say, okay. Terry McGinnis. Uh, I think he's interesting for all the same reasons. So I guess in a way, there always has to be this character that once mm-hmm. Bruce gets to a certain point, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where he's not able to, like, he's in that that state of arrested development. Mm-hmm. Now, again, and I'm I'm still kind of chewing over in my head if I agree with John's idea of like, <laughs> that he is intentionally staying in that yeah. spot or if my personal opinion is that Bruce does not see it that way, mm-hmm. that Bruce sees his path because he has reached the ultimate, like we've talked about, like, can we even say Bruce Wayne is a human being because <laughs> he's like, Oh, well, I'm the greatest <laughs> detective. I'm the greatest, you know, ninja. I'm the greatest magician. Yeah. Like, so he, but, so for him, he's like, no, I am the apex. Yeah, you. So if, he, he's a blind spot to himself. I like, think he does. Okay. I think Bruce does have a blind spot to himself. I could be wrong, okay. and I'd, I'd be willing to talk about it. I think why Dick is so interesting is because Bruce, he is almost like the same character as Bruce Wayne to a certain point, and then reaches a fork in the road, yeah. and he goes this other. What way. is it? What causes them to split? I know, I don't really remember in the comics, I think there is like a thing where he kind of just, it's like, he's like aging out. He's like, they're combating, like he's arguing. got opinions. And yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, I think Bruce doesn't think that no. he's like wrong. I think Bruce is like, no, I got to become the greatest detective through my work. Mm. I became the greatest <laughs> ninja through my effort. Don't question me. And then when invariably he's like always surrounding himself with like adolescent young men for the most part, except Mm -hmm. for the dark Knight. I don't know if we want to get into Carrie, but like, um, you know who, and even she, like all, all teenagers are going to eventually become combative and like challenge like their paternal figures. And so Dick eventually breaks off because of that. But like, I think Grayson is so interesting because he is like, what, Bruce could have been had he had someone to like nurture and and get him to a level of justice kind of like we talked about earlier and like that fracture is the first fracture that Bruce Wayne ever has to deal with because Alfred doesn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. Jim Gordon even when the Joker comes and like shoots Barbara Gordon like they've Mm -hmm. would have been so in the right to be like yo asshole you are heightening this like instead of like put this guy away or kill this guy or whatever none of those relationships ever really fracture Mm -hmm. but dick and bruce do have a fracture and it's the first time they kind of explore i think Mm -hmm. like what happens when a member of the bat family or to me all the great characters in batman are fragments of his own psyche yeah and Dick is the first one who's like, 
I'm found. I'm finding my own happiness. I don't need to do this to be happy. Yeah. And to me, I think that that mm-hmm. shakes Bruce to the core. He's like, no, how could how could that? You can't do that. You're supposed to continue on the path. Yeah. You know, and like for Bruce, I think it's like from a noble position where he's like, I never want another kid to have their parents die in front of them again. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, exactly. Yeah. It's impossible That's to ever role. make that happen. Yeah. But, like, Dick, it's not only that he gets a justice. It's that he makes a conscious decision at some point in his life to go, look, what happened happened, and I have a right to my own identity. I have a right to my own, to be my own person, and I'm going to follow that path. And I think, like, that just is a really interesting thing because to your question of, like, is there a blind spot in Bruce? Yeah, that's why I don't think this is an intentional thing. I don't think he understands how you can ever get over that hump. And there's no other character that directly shows him that it's possible because Dick Grayson is Bruce Wayne. And then he's not. Um, we were talking about... Quick, sorry. No, no, that was perfect. <laughs> we were talking about how... No, Dick's, like, Dick's the best Robin for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think that's... Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah. Dick Grayson for sure. Dick, is, Dick, I think, is my favorite Robin. However, I do I, I do love that Tim Drake Red Hood storyline. That's I think it's. I think cool. Tim Drake is great too. I I don't like Jason as much. I don't know anything. Tim Drake or Jason Todd? I or wait, wait yeah, I'm who sorry. was it? Was it Jason Tim Drake? Todd I like I, Tim Drake is the Red Robin, and Jason Todd becomes the Red Hood. Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. I, I think I mixed so, them up before. J- Jason, yeah, Jason Todd is when he gets killed by the Joker, which is pretty. It's insane. like literally crowbar to death, and then yes. doesn't right like and they wreck la- ra- la- Lazarus Pit I situation. Mean, yeah, I, I have no idea what the uh, current state of it all that is just but. to try to test batman's limits or whatever but yeah yeah um yeah. but yeah the cartoon was pretty serious at certain points and like i remember one of the storylines that i saw when i was a kid that i had the vhs of was mr freeze and i remember thinking like mm-hmm. man this guy is actually like i kind of agree with like i'm rooting for him yeah i agree and that's why i like him the most out of all the villains because I guess what Dan has been saying, like many of the villains are just kind of counters to Batman, not just in their goals, but also in like the psychology behind them. But Mr. Freeze could easily exist without Batman. You could put this villain in a different story and I think it would still Mm -hmm. work because his motivations don't have anything to do with Batman and he doesn't have any desire to fight Batman. His whole story is that you know, he's, I guess I would say, genius-level scientist working on <laughs> cryogenics, and he basically freezes his wife because she has a terminal illness, and he's trying to keep her frozen until he can find a cure. And then he's working for Goth Corp, I think it's called, and... Like, the owner of the company tries to shut him down because this was an unauthorized project and he was using funds to save his wife against the company's wishes. Uh Mm -hmm. And so they try to shut him down. And in that process, he gets into an accident with uh, the chemicals used for freezing. And that's what transforms his body and turns him into, you know, like the blue emotionless figure that we see. But because of that, also, he basically doesn't age, which is pretty insane. Oh, God. It's not for nothing. We're starting to sound like maybe Dr. Freeze's or Mr. Freeze's like a there is like a nice juxtaposition of who Batman is to that. Because why? He builds a suit to protect him. He is fighting because of someone that he's trying to fight to keep alive. You know, I mean, again, I'm not trying to dig. I'm just saying he's different. He's he's definitely different than most of the villains. He's a genius that's relying on his own technology 
to make him a superior person, yeah. basically. I mean, he has the suit, which gives him super strength. He builds the freeze gun just to freeze and break shit. <laughs> but all of his yeah kind of a whack device when you think it's, about yeah, it it's very, that's very I mean, comic book i remember i was so afraid oh, no. of the animated series episode when he freezes dick grayson i remember like being a kid and those being on commercials and i was like how yeah. do you survive uh-huh. that dick grayson is dead and yeah then, he's like, frozen and then, in that episode if it's you like, get shot by freeze gun in real life i think you yeah, die yeah and then in the next typical. episode it's like they cut to a scene well he's he eating purposely doesn't soup. freeze his head <laughs> because he he don't doesn't doesn't want to kill batman and robin mm-hmm. he freezes his body to so that they don't stop him so his whole i mean his whole goals are just to punish the company that shut down his project which i'm fully down for even now yeah um, yeah. yeah he's like oh, yeah, the first no, occupy gotham wall yeah. street right yeah uh-huh. that the dude who owned the company was a giant piece of shit yeah, yeah. but also then he learns that his What's Mr. Freeze's His real name? Wife is still is Bernie Ron Sanders, Freeze. right? It's it's F R I E S. It's like Frieza. Ah, Freeze. Um, so that's so you're saying similar. it's a coincidence that they they didn't mean to make that connection. It just happened. Guy yeah. named Freeze goes into cryotechnology. It just happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cryogenetics. It, it, after they wrote well, the, the comic, they were like, "Oh shit!" You hear him it works. call Mr. Freeze in the show. Batman is like telling him to stop and he's like freeze. Oh no. And then Victor says that's Mr. Freeze oh, to you. No. Oh no. It's God. so good. It's so good. You would imagine someone with that genius level intellect would have gotten himself a PhD so he could at least be Dr. Freeze. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> it's weird that he's a Mr. You wanted to call him doctor yeah, earlier. He doctor. just has like he's a... about he's about applied science. Maybe though. he just has a shit ton maybe of Maybe he's uh... smart enough to know not to waste that much time on school. That's true, yeah. No, this was back in the 90s, dude. Everybody was going to university. Oh uh, yeah. So um, what drew you to Doctor? I mean, I, or to Mister Freeze? <laughs> <laughs> so my first exposure to Batman is the animated series as a kid, which is probably the case for all of us. But I just remember, like the show as a whole is very good, but the episodes that always stood out to me were the ones with Mister Freeze, mm. because I feel like his, like I've already said, I just really like his backstory. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to save his wife. Yeah, you, he, you sympathize. We sympathize. For sure. I sympathize, I sympathize with that now even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, I really like his delivery. He's supposed to be emotionless now that he's frozen. Yeah. But he's still, whenever he's talking to Batman, he does it in almost like a very dramatic way. Like he's mm-hmm. cold and calm, but. The way he speaks and phrases, like obviously what I just said about the Mr. Freeze thing, that was very cheesy. <laughs> but most of the time, the way he's speaking is just very interesting and memorable to me. And then in the in season two, when it's Batman and Robin, he actually ends up helping them because he realizes, you know, it's not worth bringing your wife back to a world that you've destroyed. He's not truly evil. He does some evil things to accomplish his goals, but he's not just like some crazy villain trying to take over the world like most of the Batman mm-hmm. villains. Um, and I, I like the aesthetic. You know, you were talking about how like the suit and the gun are kind of comic booky and yeah. a little goofy. But I think he actually looks cool in the cartoon. No, I do too. Look kind of like a bot. Like a yeah, he's sort in of. a like mechanical suit. Yeah, which lends to his character. Bright, bright red. Uh, he's robotic glasses emotionless yeah. yeah yeah exactly um i was gonna ask earlier about the the cowl we were talking about how terry mcginnis does not have the the mouth open part yeah. 
Uh-huh. And I was going to say, is that... There's no cape either. I think that the the He doesn't have a cape, but uh, he does mouth... have, like, a wing oh. situation that he can deploy to yeah, glide around. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Spider-Man webs. Uh, more like spi- is, right? more Spider-Man. Right? Yeah, I think you're right. It's under his arms. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is interesting. Um, I think the cowl is what squeezed Christian Bale's lips together and made him have that weird lispy Batman voice. Lispy? You, th- you took that as lispy. He does. Ha- he has a little bit. If you listen, he's like, listen to me. Like he, he, oh, yeah. he has some like. I always just thought it's because yeah, he was yeah. talking from the bottom of his throat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Swear to me. Yeah. You know, he's like. Which, by the way, I love Christian Bale's Batman, but that voice is. It it is trash. Is bad. But <laughs> that idea, though, I do think not a lot you of people. Voice. Yeah. yeah, and like, granted, I think obviously we would all agree this has just become about the animated animated series nah. at this point, right? Nah, I'm like, talking about the movies now. But like, I mean. <laughs> I think Kevin Conroy does the best. I think oh, this does, is like such a popular opinion. There is no, he's got I'm a good not voice. being original at all. But like, he does that nice subtle switch. Yeah, from mm. Bruce Wayne to that like, but like Michael Keaton, you didn't really get a voice change. It just sounded like Bruce Wayne and Batman kind of talk the same. Yes, yeah. Val Kilmer weird. I think Val Kilmer is the weirdest Batman. If you watch that movie, I've watched that movie. No joke, a hundred. Which one is that? Valkyrie? That's the third one, Batman Forever. I forgot he that one. He does existed. a lot of weird. Yes, he does a lot of weird breathing. Is that with Two Face and the Riddler? Yes, he'll be Fuck like me. Yeah, so there's this really great scene in that movie where he's talking to Chase, the, yeah. which is the Nicole Kidman <laughs> psychologist character, and he does these deep breaths every time he talks. He's like, "I remember my mother. <laughs> we were looking at. We were looking in the field." Oh, God. It's like this very weird if you watch. I always think it's the funniest thing because as you're watching it, it's like just this deep breathing Batman. Yeah. You know, it's it's very it's weird. Just trying to enunciate properly, you know? Yeah. I hate it. I didn't like. See, they took. I think they took away the essence of Two-Face and Riddler in that movie. They didn't right. make Riddler a genius and they didn't make Two-Face have like law and order. They just made them both but, silly. But, but why I think you can forgive the Joel Shoemaker movies and like I'm not saying they're Ugh. great, but they are just like the Batman TV show. Like yeah. they're 90s versions of yes. what you would have seen in Bat like that's why you get Arnold Schwartz like the world's biggest actually like, think about oh, the God. juxtaposition yeah, of no, like the sure. Mr. Freeze from the animated series yeah. which is inarguably <laughs> so great and like oh okay let's take that guy put Arnold Schwarzenegger in like a big yeah. you know like a big plastic yeah. outfit no and that shit like, is comical as fuck. Out, you know? <laughs> like God. like that's such a but it's like but that is so true to oh, the shit. spirit of the tv i just remembered bane is in that movie too yeah oh my god and yeah i put you know yep yeah god, they just make bane it's very like campy a, yeah it's so campy it's super camp and like if that's and I, no i don't even mind those yeah i like, almost prefer those over the nolan films i'm not even gonna no, I'm not even gonna trip. no. i mean i definitely <laughs> prefer them to the to the batman versus superman movie that we got a, lot, like, a couple of years ago uh-huh. i mean i've never been in a movie theater before except for batman versus superman where when the big reveal of like of when he says why did you say martha Oh, Dude, like everyone in the audience. I'm not even kidding. It was like we were in like Dumb and Dumber in the movie theater in like 1993. Everyone like laughed. belly laughing. Like everyone in the audience. I still just reference was like, that it. line. Fuck it. At least once a month. <laughs> like once a month, I say. That was the. Why do you yeah. say that name? Why do you say Martha? Why did you say it? Like what the fuck? Oh, There's a no, giant, stupid-looking like... monster over there. Yeah. Who gives a shit if he says like tricks are for kids? Get you, no, yeah. it's, what the fuck? it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad, dude. Yeah. My most memorable Batman scene, period, 
is when Adam West is holding a giant bomb over his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, trying to find a safe or place the to deposit it. Or the shark <laughs> repellent. Yeah, shark repellent is the best. That one's also a really good one. I will say, I was so you, absurd. Like, yeah. why would you ever have shark repellent? Ever. I think that Well, Batman... for sharks, obviously. The Batman scene that I think of the most is the one where uh, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy has mm. Robin and Batman arguing with each other. And uh, they start pulling out credit cards to bid on her. Oh, yeah. And Batman pulls out like a... The bat card. The bat card, which no the one has, card. that has more money than anybody to win uh, Poison <laughs> Ivy in the, in the bid. How did no? I love, but I love like that's my favorite the, Batman scene. I love He's the concentric billionaire yeah. dude. I love the conceit that like no one could ever figure out that it's Bruce Wayne. He's like, like I'll donate, I'll pay a billion dollars to go on a date like, with Poison Ivy. Have it's a like, dollars. yeah, you know, it's like okay, yeah, but yeah. I, I think that's that era of, and also I don't want to talk about James Bond, but James Bond films during that time kind of responsible. There's always yeah. that one like stupid gadget um, mm-hmm. that's responsible for dealing with one very particular yep. problem. I feel yep. like that's just that era of of action film. It's not their, their fault that it sucks ass objectively. <laughs> that's just what they were making back then, you know. No, isn't like oh, and we didn't even like Alicia Silverstein yeah, as uh, as as Barbara, Barbara Gordon. She's not even like typical Barbara Gordon though. Is she? She's, she's like, Alfred's niece. Niece, yeah, yeah. Which is like yeah, really no, that was strange. She's, she's Barbara Pennyworth or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I again, I think we haven't given enough love to to Batgirl, and you know, I think that. She's yeah. she's a great character. She the best that iteration character? is really weird, huh? She the best. We uh, we didn't pick any female characters, which sucks because I, I I think Poison Ivy is a really good character. Um, I think the two best female characters that I think the show did it so good was when they put Poison Ivy and Harley together. I thought like that a that lot. That is when like Har- That's when you that's see like, how great Harley Quinn could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no. she's but not it's, just. It's also being... cool because Poison Ivy is like putting her feminist ideas into Harley. I like it a lot. She's like, yeah. why are you with that guy? And like, right. you should have be the, I, I thought mm-hmm. that was a really cool pairing. Yeah. And cool. I, I like that. We don't really know anything about, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, at least in the animated series realm, we don't really know anything about like Pamela Isley. Like yeah. she's not necessarily well, a victim. You, she's yeah. just making a friend. She's befriended someone who is. Yeah. And then like, that makes Harley a little bit more three dimensional. Pamela Isley. So Poison Ivy, the reason I love her a lot is because she reminds me of Mr. Freeze. She has like a a storyline where there's, there's a whole arc of her that like, I don't, even want to be a part of this world and like yeah. she, she has like almost like a magneto moment where she moves to a, des- mm-hmm. a, a desert island yeah and like transforms mm-hmm. it into a utopia i think that's more interesting than like i want you know i just want to watch the world burn type of thing i, oh, I like that yeah. a lot exactly. one of the episodes yeah. of animated series that is so terrifying is an episode called home and garden i know what you're fucking where she's about. growing Jesus she's Christ. growing like a family yes in like a super she's, like she's got a basement it's so sounds like me, the goosebumps let me, one, dude. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. let me very briefly yeah it, it's, it's the best no it's it's supposed to be one of those like she's reformed episodes because there's yeah. like almost every villain gets one of those episodes like you think penguins reform you think riddler's reform yeah and right. so ivy gets this reform episode where she's she gets married and she's living with a ha- happily yeah. with a family and you find out at the end of the episode that like the family are all like cloned from like plants and like dna and shit mm-hmm. and like it's fucked up and like it's really great. it's it's yeah. horrifying but that's what i love about poison it's like poison but she just wants ca- to be she wants to be left alone she just wants yeah. to have she wants a family on her own terms which is like a feminist thing like yeah. i don't want to have to rely on a man i'm just going to make my own family Wait. If you're hearing this, then Matt, Bran, and I have already recorded a number of episodes for season two. 
and it's been a weird one. Coronavirus has guaranteed that we stay apart and record at home, which might have actually improved the audio quality. But we're still doing just as much work researching and figuring out the best shows to do. And anything that you guys can do to support us is appreciated. You can follow us at YFCS Pod on any of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can also become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash YFCS Pod. We already have a couple of subscribers who've ordered a couple of episodes. The two bonus episodes, Dead to Me and Carol Baskins are, oh God, Carol Baskin our thanks to them. But we've also got a subscriber at $10 a month who has ordered a Stranger Things episode. So come join us on our Patreon where you can help influence the future of the show and where you can help to decide what topics we cover. It's not just shows and movies, it's also books and video games, whatever you want. Shoot, Carol Baskin's a real person. Anyway, that's patreon.com forward slash YFCS pod. All right, we'll get back to the show now. Thank you for listening. We've done a lot of analysis that I'll probably have to cut. I feel it. like we briefly touched on the characters, but just also talked about the Batman world we always, for we an hour. Do and this. Half. this is what we always do. But now we're ta- now That's we're true. now That's we're true. honing on the characters. So aesthetics. Okay. Now there's so many continuities. I feel like we have to pick an aesthetic. Like you know, I can't animated say series. I can't Clearly, say. Then. Do you want to stick to animated series? I think we have yes. to. I think okay. it's for it's especially for our generation. At all least right. Well, Batman's definitive... pretty plain though in the animated series. That's my least. Huh? It's not my least favorite Batman, but He's it's pretty, pretty plain. Close. I, yeah, I'd rather go with like uh, Dark Knight Batman, like from the Dark Knight like, Batman's not that cool either. I like the way he looks with like plate plate armor and no. stuff. Like, the coolest Batman suit that has been on screen is the Ben Affleck suit so far. Not even joking. I'm gonna go with but the, I, I actually I'm gonna go like, with the Christian Bale military one. The like, armored Batman is so awesome. I thought his head too big in the Nolan movies. What'd you say, Bran? I like him being bulky as fuck. And when you put the armor on, he looks fucking enormous. It's What'd you so say, Bran? See, I was gonna say I actually just like the cloth suit as opposed to like freaking body armor. Like the Adam West so you're costume. Adam West. Well, no, even like <laughs> eyebrows <laughs> drawn on. Yeah, I like. That. I actually eyebrows drawn on because it's it's more like him being able to be sneaky and be a detective oh, rather for than sure. just be like a tank he's a ninja beefing up against superman is yeah. the reason yeah. why he was in the armored suit yeah yeah no for um, sure okay i can understand but the coolest aesthetic is actually terry mcginnis yeah the for sleek batman? cyberpunk for red and black his character. Yeah. we're talking about our, all of our characters aesthetics yeah okay cool. i don't by, by far actually just the coolest i think terry it's McGinnis completely is unlike dope. him I like I like Mr. Freeze in the suit. I like. I think that to Mr. me, honestly, cool. I think that's the best reimagining, because if you see, I actually in Batman sixty six, like in the TV show, yeah. Mr. Freeze was like a very comicy, like science yeah. fiction robot yeah. dork, yeah. and then I think after that, like no one even touched him. Yeah. Like I think the animated series revived. I could be wrong yeah. on that. I was just watching. The animated series is the one that created the backstory about his wife. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is yeah. awesome. That animated series is very well written. The animation holds up too. I like that style. Yeah. And I, was I, I really do. My aesthetic for Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Yeah. Because I don't. Has to be don't the love, animated series. I don't love the Nightwing look. I don't, I don't really care I, for the blue. You don't like the Nightwing? I don't care the for blue the blue and black? No. I think that the color scheme is great, but I think it's always weird because they give him like a mullet and... So you're gonna, you're gonna put him in Robin's outfit? Is that I, right? For sure, I think right, well. Dick Grayson in the animated series when they gave him pants, you okay. know, I yeah, think without Robin the shorts, yeah, with pants. <laughs> okay, I think all superheroes work better with pants. So what do you think, guys? Uh-huh. Is it, I think it's either Mister Freeze or Terry McGinnis. I don't think Robin or Batman's 
yeah. know, especially in the animated the series. Is we've seen cool. them too much. We we've seen them too much. Yeah, I would go with Doctor or Mister. Fre- I keep calling him Doctor. Fre- yeah, we keep calling him Doctor. Fre- Fre- it seems yeah. like he yeah. should be a doctor. There is an honorary doctor at this point. Oh, does he? So Mister Freeze. I don't know. I'm gonna. Yeah. I. I like Terry no, Mr. McGinnis. Freeze has a cool look too. Okay. I think that if you talked about Mr. Freeze uh, as Arnold, it's it's probably one I of like the worst too. costumes. I you think so? I think it looks. Inter- I think I like it. it. It looks really bad, dude. I might like it in like it's a like jokey way, but I like it. Yeah. It's not a good look. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we can go. With Although Mr. Freeze I will say, I think we are discrediting how good the design on Batman is in the animated series because it's, I do think it's fine. I think it's just plain. I actually like it. I do too. All right, yeah. just no, it's classic good. Batman. All right, it well, is I'll... literally the epitome of classic Batman. Well, if I go with Mister Freeze and Brand went with Mister Freeze, right? We sorry, did you go with Mister Freeze for aesthetics? Yeah. Okay, then Mister Freeze will win aesthetics, but um, the character that makes the most sense. What does that mean? Their motivations, their choices, all that stuff. They don't ever do anything that's counter to like who they are. I feel like that's everybody. I feel like they're they're all well written. Actually, maybe I don't know. Yeah. yeah, all the characters are really good. Yeah. So it's a bad category. Yeah, that's this is that means. so. I mean, it means that. Batman's well, the characters well, we, are well written or not? Are there any? Yeah, I people mean, there are think bad about the Batman. Didn't choose yeah. them. Yes, that's true. Okay, well, we're talking about superheroes. I feel like coolness has to be a factor. Like most badass or like most awesome, because when you're a kid and you're into superheroes, like awesomeness is a factor for sure. Like, who? Which character is the most that's awesome? True. The like most badass? I don't think it's Mister Freeze. <laughs> I don't really? think. Yeah, but I maybe because he's a villain. So when you're a kid, you don't he's really also nerdy, sympathize with him. And he's, I mean, you don't. Anybody get the who's willing to take on a billionaire corporation to further his own goals, I'm, I'm behind <laughs> that guy. That's cool as shit. Uh, <laughs> that's nothing cooler. Uh, um, that yeah, makes... he, he's not flashy. He's yeah. He's pretty simple. Like I said, Batman has always impressed me from the time that I was a kid. Like I love. Yeah, the, I don't think you can yeah. argue with Batman. I think he's just There's so cool. There's a reason every I think so kid. Cool. Yeah. I think it's drawn like in one way or another. Yeah. Kids think Batman is... And I think when we do Teen Titans, I think Robin could win that one because I I think Robin is really cool in that series. But, like, compared Mm -hmm. to Batman, I think Robin is just... Or Dick Grayson Robin, you know, or even is Nightwing. I don't think Nightwing is as cool as Batman. I think you're underrating the amount that... Well, I mean, obviously people love Batman, but just among the uh, comic book nerddom how how popular the titans franchise is oh i love teen titans no no i'm saying if we were doing teen titans i would pick robin but we're doing batman i love the titans and nightwing's like a huge part of all the titans are really cool i agree but that's that's teen titans i think i think we need to separate who's the coolest out of these four characters probably terry mcginnis terry mcginnis batman Batman, of course i'm going with i'm going with bruce batman Batman. terry mcginnis no (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go bruce wayne batman you say i say batman Bruce Wayne, Batman. Bruce Wayne, Batman. Okay, yes. Brand, who do you, who do you yeah, want? Same. Bruce Wayne, Batman. All right. So that's coolness. I'll always choose an adult over a teen. I would. Yeah, like I know to, that for a fact. In hindsight, What's the category? because I couldn't oh, really hear well this was going on, the three dimensionality thing. Yeah. I think Dick Grayson wins that. Okay. Because he's, he's more... the only one that really I think evolves. Okay. I oh, mean, arc. Who's yeah. got a good arc? Yeah. Like, yeah. Batman think... is stagnant. Yeah, I think Mr. Well, Freeze is essentially, once they establish what he's about, is yeah. also. I think then it comes down to Terry, Terry McGinnis, McGinnis or and Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, I think like they're pretty much the same. They're, they're very <laughs> similar characters. But I, I think, think I think without Dick Grayson, you don't get that that dimension. I think like Dick Grayson is a defining character okay. to what well, Batman Dick Grayson's is awesome because he goes from being Robin to to like a sidekick to being a leader of his own team, right. you know, yeah. Young Justice. All right, and so best, Teen Titans best and stuff arc like that. or best glow up, I'm Dick yeah. Grayson. Or Beth, yeah, how about the the whole process of this is determining the hero's journey, right? Yeah. 
So why don't you just call it that? Like yeah. who's got who gets put who on the goes best journey? Hero's journey okay. Right. Yeah. Best Batman. <laughs> oh, but well, yeah. Well, they've all. It's yeah, just Bruce that, Wayne. No, it's just Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but like we're talking about Dick character, Grayson uh, has been Batman. Dick Grayson oh. has been Batman, but and he was so just has like Terry McGinnis. And there was that there was that weird Mister Freeze Batman. For yeah, <laughs> when Freeze Jesus. became. I mean, <laughs> which is the best Batman out of these four characters? There's, obviously, there's no way to yes. not pick Bruce Wayne, right? I mean, yeah, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a bad because he is the Batman. Who's that makes sense? When I said him, there's no other Batman. When I said who's the coolest, Brandon, you missed an opportunity to say Mister Freeze. No, I knew it was there i just didn't want to do it it was uh, there for the taking yeah uh just, playing just cool. said i'm purposely avoiding the <laughs> yeah. cold puns i think yeah i think you should uh-huh. lean into it yeah i would um like don't Arnold. don't tell yeah. brandon what he should or should not do i'm okay. batman Quit it. i'm arguing for batman i want to control everyone in my life this fucking dude i'm going for cold and emotionless i got you <laughs> i got you um any other um, categories you want to consider just what's the best character I will say, I mean, as the, I picked Dick Grayson because I wanted someone to voice how important he is, but yeah. I think ultimately there's well, no hold on. way we, that... we got to do a three, two, one countdown if we're going to say who we think our best character is. Oh, we are. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to reveal it at the same time because we don't want to influence anybody by what oh, we think okay. is our best character. Okay. Are we, are, are like we there? I maybe just showed my hand too I'm much. ready. No, I'm literally here. Yeah, that's easy. Should we not uh, spend two more hours? I'm in. I have nothing Probably else not. to do today. I'm about to leave, so right. I mean, it's up to you. I'm about to pee my pants. All right. Yeah, Three, same. Two, one, Batman. Batman. Bruce Terry. Wayne. Bru- yeah, Bruce Wayne, Batman. And you say what? Bruce Batman. Wayne, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Terry McGinnis. <laughs> Terry McGinnis always sticking. He sticks to his guns always. I mean, that's great. I think Terry McGinnis is I wouldn't pick a, a character unless yeah. I thought it was yeah. the best character. You know what's crazy about Batman winning this one is he's also going to win the Justice League one. I can't wait until we do the Justice League. Absolutely yeah, no, not. Because oh, Batman no, is way absolutely. better than Superman and there Green Lantern There are much cooler characters Flash. in the Justice League. You should read... I think Batman is even cooler in the context oh, of Justice when League. When he fucking owns the Justice League with that whole like, or when all of his, um, what is it called? Like his in-game plans beat yeah. the Justice League. Yeah. That's that's one of the best things I've ever read. Because he I balances would... out all the super dweebs. Grant Morrison. Yeah. Batman is the, is the worst character in the Justice League, period. Oh, I'll tell man. you why. I can't wait to do the Justice League next. He just is. What are you talking about? He's literally the shittiest Justice League member. I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about, despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.